0: And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. I've got an episode coming through today and I'm talking about football back to my team sports and I'm going to be talking about, I'm going to be you know, making some interesting points about obviously the situations that have happened and um, it has been interesting. Interesting, whichever way you look at it, if you're a rival or you're a sports fan and um, being a sports fan, I find it a bit interesting and worrying at the same time. So let's get into to this episode. Um, so today I have to talk about the um situation with Mourinho. It's literally the elephant in the room. Um, it's literally the elephant in the room, like I said. And at the moment, the media they're sinking their teeth into it. But before this, you know, we played our last the last game against West Ham. Obviously, I did, I did not do a, a review of the game. I don't think I did a preview. I did not do a review of the game so I didn't really check it out. Um really talk about it very much because I had some other stuff I was handling on the side and um, I had to handle some business, some personal business. So um so first we start with that. It was a 2-0 win. Personally I really expected us to beat West Ham. But the problem with Spurs is West Ham have always been sort of a boggy team to with Spurs. If you go back to 2015-16 season when we were challenging for the league title against Leicester, and we lost one nil to West Ham and Michael Antonio always plays a blinder whenever he faces Spurs which is very odd because he scored the goal last year last season that we lost at last season rather that we lost at um, the new, this new stadium the first game Spurs lost at the stadium he scored the goal that Spurs lost from so it says a lot about what West Ham always come up with their A game now they, they were trounced 3 nil by Wolves before they played and Wolves is not even get out of first gear to beat West Ham and Spurs played West Ham. West Ham were disastrous. They were shocking. In the first half, Spurs were also shocking themselves and I was having some issues trying to get to watch the game because of my stream obviously. I was trying to watch but I couldn't. I was having some issues but finally able to get it correctly and I was able to watch the second half. the second half was much better, Lucille obviously turned into a real star and um, the game was really really interesting from the second half although son had a goal that scored that was ruled out for outside by millimeters you know this the v, you know, vr debate comes again where we get angry about how close these things could be and how close it, but, but then again it's it's what it is we just have to live with it imagine how many goals that could have been ruled out over the years that have decided teams going down that have decided titles and these are goals that should have been ruled out because of these little, little 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 marginal errors and that have been ruled out now imagine over the years imagine the goals that should have been ruled out and teams that have missed out because of poor refereeing decisions it's a crazy thing i'm not gonna lie then um, after that game we had um um so sorry the first the second half came through and obviously sports played and then the first goal came a corner kick from loselso um sanchez heads the ball and it's a, an own goal from so um, so check the western midfielder. I don't know if it was playing centre back on the day, but playing defensive midfielder or something like that Then um, the second goal. just played and played and you know controlled the game controlled the game then There was a substitution and wings came on then son played Kane, you know played Kane on goal and the last goal and Kane scored Now as we are Kane was very poor in that game now it comes down to my you know I won't say criticism, but but it's it's it should be public knowledge by now about Kane that he doesn't really start quickly when he comes back from injury, there's always a slow start for him to get into the rhythm of the game before he gets in and that's that's how Hurricane is, that's how he plays, he has always been a late starter, he score, he does, when he wasn't scoring throughout August, he scoring in September, he doesn't start very early, he always starts late, gets into the rhythm, when he gets into the rhythm, he starts scoring, but when he gets injured, he has to come back, he has to play and play and play and play to get back to the game. So that's what happened in the game against West Ham. And he scored. So now he has, I think, 29 goals in 57 London derbies. That, I think that was 29 goals for And he has he has 137 goals in 200 appearances, which is the second fastest player after Sergio Aguero to get to that feat in that amount of games. I think he's gonna break Alan Shearer's record, because Alan Shira record retired at year of 2036. And Kane is just 27 at the moment, he'll be 27 this year, he'll be 27 by July, um, which is the next month, Kane is just 26 at the moment, he turns, he turns 27, so he has easily ten, nine 9 to 10, 8 to 9 years rather, to, to complete, and I'm sure he can, and you've got... Um, you know better quality of players right now maybe not the creativity of Eric I sports I um, don't have that at the moment but he's a finisher that's the kind of person Kane is and you have Lucelso and Tanguy Ndombele in the squad who could create for him so it says a lot that's the, the thing about Kane so um, what I saw about that game it's more re- and I saw defensive solidity in that game which is giving me more confidence that sports can actually keep clean sheets because the clean sheet was very important you could you could argue about the opponent the quality of opponent the quality of the West Ham team but you can't rule out the fact that Spurs were actually able to ensure that they did not concede in that game despite how poor western were and um i really really like that from Spurs. then you you come to um how Dyer was comfortable although sanchez he has his you know bloopers but it says a lot because that that sanchez Dyer partnership is something that we just you know try to work on against Sheffield, but I think the idea, I think it worked against um, the Champions League game against um, Red Star It worked, but you know in the game against um, Sheffield, it was a disaster. It just didn't work at all So, you know, and that's that's just it basically in that game Then we moved then Mourinho had to come in tried other varied and variety and legs are gone He's not the same guy anymore. His legs are gone. If against a fast winger He's going to be you know, player out of the park, and that's Breton get at the moment. So, sports had to move forward, and now sports have, um, you know, a, an established center back um, pairing that you can build from. I like the pairing though, I really I personally like the pairing. The pairing looks like it's gonna be nice. The problem, I have a problem with Sanchez, I'm not gonna lie, he's not, you know, the most comfortable when he's targeted because even Mourinho targeted him with Rashford when he was at Ajax when Sanchez was at Ajax and Manchester played Ajax in the final Mourinho targeted him so I think um, I'm, I think um, sports actually doing well then the centre back options both of them together and they were paired properly and they were able to weather every storm that came their way threw the ball across and they headed it and they're both tall I think they're over six feet fast Dyer is fast, not as fast as Sanchez, obviously. Sanchez is fast. And before this game, Moreno was asked about you know the centre back pairing, and he said he chose centre backs that could play because of the opposition. And when you look at it, West Ham have michael Antonio, they have um in that game they had Antonio playing. I think they had another player, had Jared Bowen playing. So obviously he went for the pace of these centre backs who could actually manage these these stairs, who could manage this game. And that's it so obviously it kind of makes sense with the way it it turned out and it's worked it worked the way it should then Mourinho brought in Harry Winks to see out the game and we personally I'm a huge fan of Harry Winks as homegrown player academy guy came through sports fan but i think we have to understand that he we i i, I think he's gonna he's just a squad player at the moment till further notice he's not good enough to play the defensive midfield role and he's he's. When I look at look at Lucelso and look at Wings, you will get my point in terms of who plays where and who who should be playing where. You will understand what I'm trying to say. Being able to carry the ball from deep, look forward, and you know, play the ball forward. You get that from Rosaso, but you don't get that from Wings. Wings is just trying to keep the ball, being tidy with the ball, pass it around, and he's not good enough to play defensive midfield role. So, in my opinion, the Rose is probably going to be playing. He's going to play against certain kind of positions, maybe specific kind of positions. Let's say, Sports is good, he's okay defensively, but he needs a good defensive partner. He was good against Real Madrid when he played with um, Dembele that day, but Dembele is, you know, a class player and would miss him. So. What I think Spurs is wings is probably going to be the kind of left going to be the kind of player that is designed for specific oppositions. We all know how Mourinho likes is is um likes to play against certain oppositions. The thing about Mourinho, Mourinho, is a winner, so he's going to adopt any tactic possible to win. So if he's going to play against small teams, he's going to you know go all out, you know scatter, destroy. But when he's playing against specific opposition, Harry wings could be useful because of his ability, you know to 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 um, try to defend. His defensive ability is better you know to an extent than you know many players at the team and he's able to keep the ball he's passing you know passing is very tidy neat and tidy you call him sideways another but you know like i said i criticized him against united because there was one pass he could have played forward and he chose to play sideways instead and i was really really upset because i mean that's really sums up wins so he came on and he kept the ball tidy to see out the game it was 2-0 already he was brought in to see out the game to just pass 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 it around and that was how sports would manage the game properly so in that game i would say the game management was very splendid It was really really nice i was really happy with the game management although there were some scares but i think the defenders really did well so it's all about keeping having a defense that is very confident and so far and i won't say so far it's, it's been two games obviously but in the two games we've seen the defense has been okay sanchez has some bloopers but at least it can be coached out let's just it. you can iron out those edges that we've seen it's mostly those his headers but better positioning obviously when he's coached better better positioning he will be able to to um, weather the storms and that's that's just my thoughts on that game then after the game you know Mourinho obviously was asked about Tanguy Ndombele why isn't he playing why isn't he why didn't he come on because I mean obviously I'm worried of myself I was worried also because he didn't come on against my United he didn't come on against um, Against um, West Ham, obviously. I mean, against United, we needed him. Obviously, we needed him to break the lines. His passing ability to break the lines, and he brought on um, Gelson Fernandes instead. Now, against these guys, to the same, you know, the same thing. So you kind of you're scratching your heads. Why isn't he coming on? Then Moreno explained that. Listen, you know, um, I can't play everybody at the same time, and this, and this, and this, and this, and then and that. And that at the same time. Tangin, the other players were on the bench that they didn't play, you know. Tangin. I mean, a report came out immediately after the game that Ntombele doesn't want to play for Mourinho again, which is absolute rubbish because other stories came out to debunk it, and it didn't make sense. It looked like something that the media just wanted to sell. I'm going to talk about the situation obviously because this is the time I want to talk about it. I I looked at the whole the whole situation and its explanation its explanation kind of made sense because after the game. A journalist, you know, the one journalist Alistair Gould actually asked him. Alistair Gould is like the he's like a designated sports journalist. Let's put it that way. He knows a lot of sports, you news, know, very accurate and he's very you know, basically about sports. He's like Frank what Frank Khalid is to Chelsea, that's what Alistair Gould is to sports, And he asked Mourinho after the game. You know, I know I'm sorry for asking you about the after the victory, but because even under Pochettino, he never really like being asked about a specific player whenever sports win. He always wants to be asked about the game and you know, he said, I'm sorry, but like, you know, a report came out. You have to actually clear this. Like, Chang'e Ndombele, what happened to him? Why didn't he? i like explain? Listen, he was even shocked because the report that came out from his reaction, he looked shocked. Now, when the problem with people is I feel like, now let me talk about the media houses. The media houses are like this. They're a business. Like it or not, they're a business. And they will always want to sell out sell to their consumers. Like, just like um, companies, the shoe companies, the clothing companies just like they observe the market and observe the reaction of the market before they drop anything just like artists observe the reaction of fans to know what's invoked to know what's trending that's how these people are now there is a situation look at sports for example it is Jose Mourinho first of all it is Jose Mourinho it is now there's Pogba he had a bus stop with Pogba at Man United now you come to Spurs, oh look there's a, there's a player also, guess what, what's the similarity between these two guys? They are both black, they are both French, they are both of African descent, they are both talented players and they are both midfielders. These five, these five different similarities between both of them. Oh and they are both young, so what can we do? They are, both, they are both world club record signings, seven now obviously. And so it is the media trying to connect dots that are not there. You know, they're trying to connect dots that are just not there. And then, I don't know, now, now think about it. If, if he doesn't want to play for Mourinho again, you think we would not know about that? Do you think we would know about Do you think you would see him on the bench? Do you think you would see him on the bench for two games? And Mourinho said after the game, like, listen, I didn't need him to come on. And it kind of made sense when you look at it because he like said, I didn't need him to come on. I, I brought on Wings to come on to see how the game to pass. But my argument is... Can't Tangundubili not actually do all of that? Can't he, you know, pass the ball around? I mean, I'm just speaking as a fan, obviously, but I could, I get the point. And he was trying to see how the 2 0 win, trying to ensure that you control the game, the two-nil win. But I, me personally, I still feel like Tangundubili could have come on and actually seen out that game, pass, you know, because his passing is good and probably even helped help us to win because he's strong on the ball. It's very difficult to get the ball off. But Mourinho is saying that, you know, and. Obviously, Mourinho has really picked him up all through because Mourinho actually tried to make it work. Mourinho actually goes out, you know, during the lockdown, actually broke down lockdown rules to go see him to ensure that you know he was training in the park with him. So it's clear that he's training. And the media, they've sensed this already. He's not playing, and obviously Mourinho had, you know, given him the head dryer treatment after the game against Burnley. You know, when he said it is time for him to start showing his quality, Mourinho actually, you know, giving him the air dryer treatment. Mourinho had actually had something very similar to Pogba maybe not, but something very similar to Pogba so this is a journalist trying to connect dots that are not there, it's an agenda like I said, and I feel like anybody concluding that it's like a Pogba situation is just probably as lazy as a journalist it's probably, it's just being lazy in jumping to conclusions because at the end of the day you just don't know what's going on because if, no matter what happens, nobody wants to, people always want to say he's, he's you know, he's He's um, roasting his players and all that. I remember the game against Wolves. He brought on Sangin Dombeli. Sangin Dombeli played that game. When Spurs lost three-two, Neto was with the ball. He was moving around with the ball, dribbling. Harry Winks was the one trying to cover him. Undomeli was just strolling around. There's a video out there after the game. You no know, Spurs lost and Mourinho tried. Mourinho just you know covered the defense and because defense was disaster disastrous in that game. In the next game, the preview against I think it was against Burnley. Or the next Champions League, it was Champions League rather that week, I think it was against Leipzig or something. And they asked him, you know, there's a video circulating around of Tango running rolling around to show you the hypocrisy of fans. There's a video of Tango Ndombili rolling around, walking around, and guess what Mourinho said? He said, Oh, Neto was fast. He didn't, I'm like, people were expecting him to actually blast Ndombili for being, for doing that and look guess what the fans are saying oh why would he do that oh he shouldn't have he should have said the truth he's on 200k a week he's on is the club record signing that is unacceptable he should say the truth he should tell it like it is the next week marino tells it like it is and you guys are angry what on earth do you guys want let's be honest what do you what do fans actually want you don't want to be told the truth you you say you should pamper the player he pampers the player you are you are upset he blows he blasts the player you're upset what do you want these journalists, like I said, they put out stories. They've sensed They've sensed the market already. And anybody, if you drop a story like that in the middle of everything, it is connecting dots in people's heads. It's like conspiracy theories. It's connecting dots that are not just there. People want dots to be connected, and these news people come out. Let's talk about how ESPN. It came from ESPN. Julian Lawrence, who. Who are not really as reliable? They have an anti-Mourinho, anti-Mourinho agenda. I've seen them a lot. They do not like Mourinho. We know that. I've seen them cover games after I suppose when Mourinho, Mourinho managed, and I've seen how they've really gone out. We know the media do not like Mourinho. So any little thing they can do, they can do to sink their teeth in, they will do it without hesitation. And that is a fact. You have to actually accept it as it, as it comes. And they said oh it's a trustworthy journalist yeah the same trustworthy journalist who claimed that tangy is living he wants to leave and undombele ends up posting an instagram video saying um don't believe you know the lies exactly that tells you a lot about these journalists a lot of them in the french league the, these guys from le Quib, uh, french gff and something like that all these french journalists they always look after their french nationals and like it or not there's always going to be rumblings from France whenever they don't see one of their french nationals playing who's a top 40 player and we all know that now let's come down to agendas now i'm talking about just some agendas people push this myth that oh marino doesn't like talented players now let's talk about each of them the points they normally bring up they never bring up you know israel madrid days chelsea early chelsea days porto even the interminar they don't bring up those in those days they bring up they said it doesn't like who are the players you bring up they say. they say Salah they say De Bruyne and they also there are the two players they normally mention Salah De Bruyne and the mention Pogba now let's address it Salah Mohamed Salah was signed from Basel you know Chelsea pipped, pipped um, Liverpool to sign in from Basel I remember that transfer very well and he came in from Basel now at the time Mourinho had a 4-3-1 it's basically a staple starting 11 with Chelsea at the time as Likweta, was playing left back, I think Invanovic was playing right back. Then um, they had the centre back pairing of John Terry and Cahill The midfield of um they had the midfield pairing. Now, at the time when Mourinho came in, so no, 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 let me talk about the defence, let me talk about the forward line. Salah is a winger, a right winger, he cuts inside with his left foot, you know, he can play across the front three, he may probably play across the front three, but preferably on the right, cutting with his powerful left foot and you know, putting put the ball in the net. That is Salah. Now Chelsea had Andre Scherler at the time. Andre Scherler was on the top of his game. He was 21 years old. He was a World Cup winner with Germany, a starter with the German team, and he was on his game at the time. Salah was nowhere near what Salah we see today. So, how on earth do you expect Mourinho to start him ahead of an Andre Scherler when you clearly have a game to win? That makes it make sense. Now they talk about Kevin De Bruyne. Oh, De Bruyne, why didn't he play De Bruyne? first of all, Mourinho wanted the Burner to stay and the Burner wanted to leave because he wanted to play and at the time you had um, Oscar in form you had Fabregas in form who almost broke Jerry Henry's record at the time for assists so where was the Burner gonna play at the time where was he going to play at the time nobody answers these questions now they want to mention Pogba Pogba the problem of Pogba is his agent Mino Raiola Mino Raiola Always had issues. Even under Ferguson, Ferguson. There's a video of Ferguson calling him a shitbag. Ferguson didn't like him. doesn't like Raiola. He actually called Raiola twat one time when he was negotiating contract. In one video, he's on YouTube actually. It's a video of Pogba. And marino was in. Sorry, Ferguson was in an address in like in a room and they asked him why couldn't you get the best? Get Pogba, the best post talent. And, and he said he's a good player, but a shitbag agent. So the problem was Pogba's agent, then you had issues with the agent and you know the funniest thing, these guys The funniest thing is that these guys were backing Mourinho at the time, these ex-players, they were backing Mourinho at the time Yeah, I, could, I mean I saw tweet, they were criticizing him at the time Because of the agents, I mean the fans were doing that, that says a lot about fans and their agendas They, uh... they were criticizing Pop at the time too they were Pogba poor guy isn't pulling enough, isn't doing enough, isn't pulling his weight enough. And you have to wonder, what exactly do you guys want? They made all those criticism about, oh, Moreno isn't playing Rashford up front, oh, Martial, fine, he made some mistakes. But the agendas that he doesn't like talented players just don't make any sense at all. If I'm a manager, why on earth would I want to sabotage my team by saying I don't want any players, I want players who just want to defend. And somebody, I'm too how these guys, their agendas not even make sense. Somebody went as far back as someone went inside saying Hazard, I said Hazard, you never had issues with Hazard. He was playing Hazard. Hazard was a starter. Easily, Hazard was a starter. he Was playing every game for Mourinho. So how on earth did Mourinho not like Hazard? Then somebody went as I mean, somebody went as far as back, back as saying Sergio Ramos. I'm like seriously, Mourinho changed Ramos to centre back from centre right back to centre back. Um, you had and he signed Varane at the time. Varane is class. So. I mean the truth is this, ever since Mourinho became a sports manager, this attention is gonna come. It's it it's a fact that this, all these things are going to happen. Mourinho is a global brand and all these things you see with sports right now will definitely happen because of that. It's just like it's like you it's like the splinters that come that come after, you know, chopping down um, timber. Because it's just a little thing that just come out. These are just things you just have to just, you know, ignore. Cause the hate they have for Mourinho, it's obvious. I've seen Mourinho the, see them actually blast Mourinho for playing a defensive style and they praise Simeone for doing the exact same thing. They praise Lampard for a low block defense that he played against Man City and they've actually torn into Mourinho for doing that. So it says a lot about you know the agendas. These are just proofs of what I'm saying. So um, I think in number situation I understand that very well because at the moment, sports do not have a DM and Undombele is a luxury player, he's a talent, you know, he's a generation, he's a, generation, he's a talent, Let's let us let me just say it's a talent, right, and he's comfortable on the ball, he's, but he's not a defensive midfielder, someone like Undombele and Lucille. so for sports to play 4-3-3, which many of us are crying out for, we need a DM, somebody to sit at the back, and the funny thing about many sports fans, they want one glamorous signing, no, you don't need a glamorous signing, you need you know, for a DM, you need. To, we just need a DM. If the DM can give it, I don't care, it's just there to do a job. It's not there to be, you know, a Jabi Alonso or something. You are there to sit, win the ball, mop up, give it to the two guys to rip defenses to shreds, which is Dombele and Lucelso. These are the two guys, in my opinion, where the creativity is going to come from. And people keep talking about there, I mean, I don't care about the Alli. He has to play to deserve it. He can play on the left, he can try and play centrally, but he has to find a way around that team and that's just it he has to find a way around the team i don't care about who's playing who's not playing it's just we need a dm and we don't have that from his interview it's clear he wants to build from the back people were talking about dombele i remember them it's still a fitness him because pochettino was sobbing him off and the funny thing is you get this kind of arrogance from fans of other teams who actually want to lecture you about your own team i watch sports every weekend i saw dombele being taken off by maureen pochettino Game against Birmingham that we lost seven two, he took him off at halftime, brought in somebody else. Why? Because he couldn't he couldn't play ninety minutes. This fitness problem was is there. It is there. The game against Br- um Burnley, somebody said, oh, he played five centre backs. We had no left back at the time. He was injured. It's easy for you to say. It's easy for you to say five centre backs when you have Tanganga, who can play as a wing back and who can play centrally who was playing there then you have feng who can play as a left back so which one is five center backs it's just agenda then you say two midfielders and you know three of two of them yeah five three two yeah it is easy for you to say all these things but at the end of the day it's not going to be anybody's fault that it ends up looking like that because at the time sports were reduced to injuries now people are back the midfield competition is very high and you're going to get all these things but Personally, i want to nominally to play posty we need a dm I think we should, at the moment I can understand what he's doing. He wants the two blocks of fall down, you know, to just to make the defence gain confidence, then probably push on to build forwards. Let's put it, let's just and I understand that. And it's cool. Personally, I I don't fought I don't thought I don't fault his approach to doing that. I feel like fans are not being patient enough. It's just his first season. Creatino was sobbing him off too. I think fans should be patient. And that's just that's just my take on the whole thing. I, I think it's overblown and it's just the media trying to sing their in trying to feed their families and make money and they made enough money from it because they had a lot of clicks, a lot of links and all that from that story that you generated and that, that's just my kind of take on the whole thing and also moving on, we've got situations where we, we've seen obviously it's not rocket times that sports want to buy a centre-back we've seen links with multiple centre-backs, I've seen Godin, we've seen Thiago Silva I've seen there's a Korean centre-back we've been linked to, Main J um, he's 23 years old. He's also called the monster. He plays in Chinese league, so um, he plays in Chinese league. He's um, he's actually fast. I've seen some clips, but the thing is, we all have reservations about players coming from there. But at national level, he plays for South Korea. His teammates were young, and we've seen you know, some obviously, these players they know how to you know do something. I think there was a on Instagram, he liked a picture. Where somebody designed his um designed his picture his portrait in a sports kit and he liked that picture. So because the sports fans their heads have been rolling. Well, sports need a centre back. It's not rocket science. I think from Fabrizio Romano to hear that sports want to sign a centre back, Moreno wants a centre back and we've seen that already. With the links that we've been seeing at sports we've been linked to virtually everything that looks like a center back <laughs> we need a left back so it's on it's cool that they are working in that direction then you know the the guy is in chinese league and 15 million euros available to sign so sports have a diane sanchez as center backs now so we've got tanganga as a torture, choice we've got probably third choice you have to be red so we have four center backs we need five Tianya Ventong- is very versatile, so Ventongen is moving on because he's not going to be offering a new contract. He just offered the end of the season, so Ventongen is going to be moving on. You've got, so we need to fill up that space. I don't, I don't mind sports signing that guy. I don't mind him because whoever we're going to sign as a centre back to fill in Ventongen's gap, he's probably not going to be a starter. Let's be honest, because you have, it's clear Mourinho wants to build with Sanchez and Tia. It's clear he wants to build a partnership with both of them. From what I'm seeing. It could work because they complement each other you know what we need a dm to mop up you know sometimes to actually feel in you know to, to, to do the right thing we, we need a dm and I I understand why you know we we see things like this I understand the reason for the links the links to the links from sports to sorry, the links to center backs. So I won't mind if we sign him. It's not gonna. Be, it's not, we're not gonna lose anything. Fifteen million euros. You know, I think sports of made an. Opening, from what I saw, reports that Sport made an opening offer of ten million pounds, and the Chinese club are saying no. We want fifteen million. We have nothing to lose in this transfer, and in my opinion, I think we should go for it. I think we should go for it. Um, because he's not gonna come. He's not gonna be a starter. He's clearly not going to be a starter. He will have to work his way. You know, he's not expected to be a starter. He's just going to come, work his way into the team and really try to break in. Just like, listen, Leicester chu Soyuncu. chu is their centre back. Leicester assign him from the Turkish second league, not from the first league. The first league is the one that has Fenerbahce, Trabzonspor, and those um, Galatasaray, Besiktas. The second division is where they signed Soyuncu for. From these are clubs that we don't even hear of. We hardly hear of. And they brought him in to Leicester. They sold Maguire and just put so into to start and so into just slotted in easily without any stress. That's so probably I'm not saying this is gonna be exactly the same situation, but you kind of understand when you bring in a centre back like that, you are generally you can use an interior to acclimatize and try and understand and know the environment. So he's not gonna come in to be a starter immediately. I'm not saying we're gonna to have to sell a centre back eventually, but I'm saying that he can come in it's not expected to be a starter it's no risk signing we're not very really well overloaded in center back position already where we need to strengthen is the striker the dm dm position and this is where we need to strengthen obviously so like i was saying i think it's really cool it's a very really cool situation that we have then going on to dm so Pme hoiberg i've spoken about him before my podcast my last episode and um, it's clear that we need, we want, we need this, this and He has been linked with sports over and over again. He has spoken about sports. He has liked a tweet linking him to sports. So that rumor has legs because if something is brought over and over and over again, because there's some, there's some sports rumors, there's some football rumors that we hear, we hear, we hear them. They come and they just go. But some we hear them over and over and over again. Then you have to know that this thing has legs, and this one clearly has legs. So Southampton stripped him of his captaincy, obviously, because he was a captain, and the club told him, "You're going to sign a new contract." he you going to sign a new contract," and Hassan Hutto took took the handband and gave him gave it to what Prowse. So clearly, he probably they are prepared to sell him because they want to get their money from him and move on. And Spurs are in. So yeah, I've heard talks that I've seen tweets that Spurs are speaking to his agent. There could be legs in that story. Personally, I don't mind him being it, him coming in. Like I said, a lot of fans want a big name. I don't care about a big name. People are saying Patton, Diddy, know all that man. Listen, we don't have to get a big name. We need somebody who knows how to play that role. Because we need to unleash Tange and, and the Lo Celso. We need to uh, play for two 3 basically. And like I said, we need him to come in and play. So from what I've seen, a lot of, he has good reviews and I've seen him play and he's tackling. He's really good at winning the ball. So clearly, he we we need his, his so clearly. I mean, Spurs have to get him. So I'm concerned, and he available for like 20 million pounds or 15 or something like that. I don't know, but he's going to be available for for a cheaper fee because of how much years he, he has left on his contract and his willingness and desire to leave. I think Spurs signed wanyama for 11 million, 11.5 million pounds from Southampton. That was in his last year of his contract, and Southampton just had to want to recoup the money they could get any the money they can for him. So Spurs ha, have a great chance of signing Hoyibek. So I mean I'm happy about the news. I won't mind. Then other news: Marcos Edwards about to come back to Spurs, and Spurs wanting to sort of a fifty percent sell on sell on fee on his on his contract with um, Victoria Setuba and Spurs want to pay fifty million euros. Uh, right? No, fifty million euros. Yeah, fifty percent sell on fee. The, the fee they are demanding is thirty million. So because Spurs buyback for fifty million euros, 50 percent um, release clause for fifty percent sell on clause can get 15 million euros and get it for him so there's really no much loss there sports sold him for like 10 or something and he recoup. recouped so, yeah so sports want to get him back and reports came later that he doesn't want to return because of how he was treated at the club and all that but i mean how are you maltreated i mean there are reports of teams that he went on loan out on loan for on loan at rather they complained about his attitude so there's a lot being a pro for example being a pro footballer takes a lot more than talent he's a very talented player i'm not gonna lie but his attitude like they say you know but he was good at the europa league he plays well for them i'm not gonna lie but he, he doesn't want to return you know, you know time to move on i mean you can if somebody says he doesn't want you have to move on so it is what it is as i was saying it's probably one that was lost and i would think probably down to how he was managed but it's down to attitude, it's an attitude thing if he has that attitude, problem, then he has to fix it and that's just it so, I mean, that's that's just it for me but Spurs need a number 10 and we've seen reports but I think we need a number 10, depends on how we want to play because delia Ali is just not cutting it for me we're missing Ericsson's creativity you watch the West Ham game, we don't have somebody there to play the ball to actually create something and delia Ali isn't that guy, he's a second striker so if he's not the guy, we need somebody to do that from midfield break the lines and so far Lo Celso is doing that he's able to you know dribble from deep and bring the ball out I mean it's class it's obvious I know he has zero goals and zero assists but it's easy for people to look at that. but the fact that if you throw out that stat, other fans or other teams they know that he is class that's enough you don't really need Mochie scored 15 goals for sports in all his years at sports he has 66 assists for Barcelona not about goals everybody sees his impact and that's what matters you have to watch him play to know that this guy is class so i think that that's that's just basically it for me Mm -hmm. but tangon dombele has to work we all want that transfer to work and like i said do not forget that fabinho played an entire year i think i may have to talk about let me i I think one point just can let me just talk about this make this point fabinho played stay an entire year on the bench for liverpool now stayed an entire entire on the bench for liverpool Mind you, these guys were signed with big money, 40 odd million euros. They signed Fabinho from Monaco, 40 odd million euros. Um they signed my Ma- um, for 40 million pounds. 40 million, both 40, 40 million, right? Nobody disturbed anybody about Klopp putting them on the bench. Nobody disturbed anybody, everybody just you know kept quiet and just, there was no it's just because it's Mourinho. I'm tell- I'm sorry about it, it's just the truth. It's just because it's Mourinho. There's an agenda out for this guy, it's because it is Mourinho, that is why they do not want to you know give him a pass i've seen them give they give club a pass when he came. i'm not saying it's but you can understand that players need an entire season to adapt some need and some, some don't the fee is not their fault it's not their fault that it costs that much but then they're dancing. and someone like Ndombele needs that adaptation and like i said he needs to adapt and he needs to adapt i'll say it again and again so so you 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 you, you kind of get that can understand what is happening here, let's just put it that way, you can understand what's happening and that's just that's just the take on the whole thing then we saw yesterday obviously, social media up. sports fans you know, Pochettino's son, Maurizio Pochettino signed a new contract with sports not Maurizio, Maurizio is a son, Maurizio is the father so Maurizio signed a new contract with sports, you know, gave him an extension and he, he took a picture, he wore the sports gear And his son wore the sports gear and he was signing a contract you know the funny thing right I'm not gonna lie I felt a bit um, I felt a bit emotional obviously because it's Pochettino and the fact that it's very hard to see an ex-manager who still loves sports like Pochettino it's really really hard and that all of that um, the emotions that came with him wearing that then people start remembering and I mean like I said I don't blame fans who miss him because it's not not really my place to tell them, Oh, don't you know you never want anything. You can understand why it's very hard for fans to will want to Mourinho. Because Priatino clearly loved sports, he clearly wanted he clearly liked sports. It was very clear and obvious that he loved sports, and fans were really happy about it, they were happy to see the pictures. You can understand why. That's why at the end of the day, even if it's you it's time to move on and say, Oh, let's move on to the next manager let's support Mourinho now. You can understand why it's hard for both to say, Oh to move on, I mean, but it's, it's just the way it is. Mourinho is pro- probably the best. Uh, he's the best manager in the Premier League. That's what I've ever had, and probably the one that's been most connected to Spurs fans the most. You know, he turned down Barcelona, he turned down Real Madrid, multiple occasions because of Spurs. So it's clear of Jose Mourinho know, actually loved Spurs. But I feel like the the, the the um the I won't say slacking, but the 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 the, the, um, the departure had to happen. It was time for him. I probably, I think he probably had like a year off or something, cause the Champions League final broke him. He hadn't recovered, so he clearly had to recover, and obviously he didn't. He hasn't recovered from the the whole situation, so I I I think he probably needs this year off or something to just cool off, probably to you know enjoy himself or something and let him just recover from all of that. So he probably has to know how to win. No, let me not say all of this. Let me not say all of this, but. He needs to actually watch and see some of his mistakes as the manager then and because he gave me like ever since I've been a sports fan, that was probably the best years of being a sports fan. The highest finish that's he gave sports the highest finish, second and third, the highest finish in the league ever. That sports I've ever had. So, so Champions League final. So he brought things to sports that sports fans hadn't seen just that you wish their sports fans would actually hunger for these things because they've come this sports but many of them are not hungry because they don't but anyway that's it so i think that's enough for today's episode i'm coming through on that episode um, we we'll have a game against sheffield on wednesday on thursday rather and we'll be talking about you know the whole sheffield situation i'll do a preview of the game and we'll talk about it hopefully more news are gonna come out less worrying news will come out less worrying news then we'll see news that gives people give us more confidence then obviously, I'll talk, well, the other games that are obviously happening, before I go on that, let me just touch on them. But I really haven't been watching much of the other games because the weekend, the FA Cup, the FA Cup game really overshadowed them. You know, other news, Liverpool won the league, they deserved it, they deserved the league title, Liverpool deserved it. And I look at Liverpool, and I look at Spurs and clearly, I am I'm not angry at Liverpool for winning the league, don't get it twisted i'm just i'm a bit jealous why am i jealous not because i don't want to, to win i'm jealous because i look at sports Spurs could have been that you know you know but because they did not make the right step they didn't take the right steps they didn't make the right moves so clearly you, it shows it it says a lot about what happened they didn't make the right moves to solid to consolidate that team. so they probably this had signed a striker in 15 16 season in january when they were chasing leicester there are games that Spurs needed to win that would have caught up with Leicester if they had won but, be, but they ended up drawing some of them and losing some so clearly, Spurs were the the, the, the all the athletes of their own downfall in those seasons then you, you look forward to the seasons when they are in that Champions League, that's the season why Spurs go to the Champions League final and signed nobody in January imagine Spurs actually brought in somebody, probably another striker but then again, it would have mattered, you know why? because Pochettino always likes to stay you know keep his signings on the bench he has to adapt you, you hardly see new signings whenever he signs them so i'm not really going to come about talk about it. like we've seen Bergwine come in and started playing instantly when Sword signed him from psv you've seen Bergwine just come in Bergwine comes in comes in kicks in and starts playing he won't have another you know they probably stayed an entire season before he starts playing hopefully you know we don't see that from I mean You're not know, going to start from me, obviously. So that's the Then we had uh, Chelsea beat Chelsea, Chelsea had to beat Man City, and Chelsea beat Man City and Liverpool sealed the league title. The earliest winners and the latest winners, earliest winners, you know, they won it with seven games to go. Latest winners, they won it by 25th of January, January of June, rather, which is never is latest. Obviously, situations that happen, they con- we know why they ha- it had to come to this particular time for them to win the league. Congratulations to Liverpool. And I like some of the players there. I'm a huge fan of Mane, Sadio Mane. I'm happy for him that he won it. Mane is my favorite player at Liverpool. I think it's not rocket science. Mane, I have respect for the other guys, but Mane is my favorite guy at Liverpool because he's the nicest player. not just because he's nice. Obviously, I'm African. We're Africans and you see our guys, so he's really, really nice thing. Then the fact that he's been appreciated makes me happy. The fact that they appreciate him a lot and people actually respect his... His um opinion. Sorry, not opinion. Sorry. Respect him. Sorry for that. They respect him. It's really, really cool, and I'm really happy about it. For money, I'm happy for money again. I, mean, I can't stress it, I'm really happy for money. Then we move on the FA Cup games. Chelsea beat Leicester. One before I get to Chelsea Leicester game, Arsenal beat Sheffield. They knocked out Sheffield of the FA Cup. Man United knocked out um I can't remember Norwich City. Then um, uh, Man United, sorry, Man City knocked out Newcastle 2-0. Chelsea knocked out Leicester 1-0. So clearly we've seen how I'm not gonna I'm not gonna come here and dig out any any player, Chelsea or whatever. But let's just say Chelsea substitutions made a difference. Some of their players, the players they started the game with, their young players started, started with Gilmore, started with, with James, started with um Abraham up front, and by second half they had to make changes. I'm not going to talk about this, but the way Chelsea fans have really hyped up their young talent you would think they were the only guys who produced they probably like they started playing academy players this season and then they made it look like they are the only team that have ever been doing that You know, they never let anybody vote, I think they have seen that it's not really as you think it is they were very poor in that game against Leicester and they had to bring on Barkley, bring on um, Azpilicueta to change the game so, uh, Barkley scored and it's really good. Kudos, congratulations to Chelsea. And the epic Cup semi-finals, it's Arsenal versus Man City. And you have Chelsea versus Man United. Obviously, Man United, Chelsea, Man United has beaten Chelsea three times this season already. 4-0, 2-1 in the League Cup. 2-0 in the League. Three times. Can they make it four? We'll see. Against Man City, Chelsea Man City obviously Man City have they've turned Arsenal to their wives this season. They've beaten Arsenal two times convincingly. The first leg 3-0, the second leg 3-0 The 3-0 obviously was very fresh in our memory Was a comical one David Luiz <laughs> So you you get the point, you get the point It's gonna be an interesting FA Cup semi-finals And I look forward to seeing how it plays out Then you have the league I think I didn't watch some of the other games Because the FA Cup took my attention But I think Villa, um, Burnley are 8 And I remember Burnley win. They won yesterday I think they won 1-0 they are eight right now then um i can't remember where else played i think aston villa and aston, villa played. aston... i don't know much but I can't, I can't remember much but what i remember is what i spoke about and that's it basically then we we move basically we move so i'm um, going back i'll talk about the next episode i'll be previewing the game against sheffield united on thursday and by the other result the other league games that we have to watch today i'll be giving my views on them also in that preview then by today today's tuesday wednesday so we'll give reviews on those i'll I'll give reviews of those games reactions all in that next episode and i'm going to probably talk about other leagues in this episode thanks again for listening and i'll see you in the next episode bye bye